Attention Northwest Arkansas businesses and talent seekers. Introducing OnboardNWA.com, your hyperlocal job board crafted for our unique community. Struggling to find the perfect match for your job openings? Onboard NWA simplifies the hiring process, connecting you with the region's top talent through tailored talent matching solutions. Whether you're an employer seeking expertise or a professional looking for your next opportunity, Onboard NWA is here for you. Discover more at OnboardNWA.com and let's build the future of Northwest Arkansas together. Hello, Northwest Arkansas. Randy here, bringing you a quick word from our sponsor, Signature Bank of Arkansas. Since 2005, Signature Bank has been all about empowering our community with local ownership and top-notch banking services. Signature Bank's roots run deep with assets over a billion dollars, and they're right here in your backyard with branches in Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, Fayetteville, and now including Harrison and Jonesboro. With a growing family of more than 200 teammates, they're ready to serve you with the warmth only a true community bank can offer. And they've got Banco C, the first bilingual bank in Arkansas, to ensure that banking is for everyone. So give Signature Bank a call at 479-684-3700 or visit Signature.Bank online. Mention you heard about them on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast for that personal touch. Signature Bank of Arkansas, big on assets, local at heart, and a proud member of the FDIC and an equal housing lender. It's time for another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast covering the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in general here in the Ozarks. Whether you are considering a move to this area or trying to learn more about the place you call home, we've got something special for you. Without further ado, here's our fearless host, Randy Wilburn. Hey, folks, and welcome to another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and I'm excited today. Man, this has been a busy week of podcast episodes. I I think this is my third or fourth, and I've still got two or three more to do this week. But I'm excited today because I am with the founders of Get Shift Done, Anurag Jain and Patrick Brandt. Uh, These two gentlemen uh, who have full-time jobs, mind you, have uh, just have a a little extra time on their hands to put something together uh, to make a difference in the lives of so many other people. And when I first heard about Get Shift Done, uh, I had actually was speaking with Kurt Berman from uh, Rope Swing Hospitality Group here in Northwest Arkansas, and he was talking about how how much of an impression this program has made in a very short time right here in Northwest Arkansas. But without further ado, I want to welcome Anurag Jain and Patrick Brandt 
from Get Shift Done to talk a little bit about what they are working on, because I think the listener here at I Am Northwest Arkansas is going to want to hear this, especially if you work in the service industry. How are you guys doing? Great. Thank you, Randy, for having us. Appreciate it. We're doing well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So who wants to go first? And the way that we do things here on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast, we like to get your your superhero origin story. And since there's two of you, I would love for you guys to give me the cliff note version of of, of who you are. And, and then and then we'll go into Get Shift Done and um, and how things started there down in the Dallas Fort Worth area. So uh, Anurag, why don't you go first? Sure. So Randy, I'm uh, in my day job, which I haven't done in a long time. I'm a healthcare entrepreneur. I have a healthcare outsourcing company, and then I have a venture capital company. We're invested in 45 companies, including Patrick's latest venture. Okay. And uh, Patrick, how about you? Uh, Well, I'll start by saying that, you know, I've got some roots up in uh, Northwest Arkansas. I grew up in Joplin, Missouri, and, and grew up water skiing on Beaver Lake. So I'm quite familiar with the, the region and very happy to be hosted by you, Randy, for this uh, podcast. Absolutely. I got to uh, Dallas by way of SMU and have been a software entrepreneur ever since and uh, enjoy the uh, software business, but also um, how Anurag and I know each other well and how we serve the community also. Yeah, no, and and I think that's 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 really great, and I don't want um, that to be lost on people that you can walk and chew gum too. I mean, you can do something during the day and then still figure out a way to give back at the same time. And you guys have done that in spades with this program, Get Shift Done. And yes, I said shift, S-H-I-F-T. I want to make sure that people know that I am not cursing on the podcast because that's just not how we roll, but that's fine. I would love for you guys to chime in, both of you really, and, and, and tell us about Get Shift Done. I mean, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Um, we have seen a lot of jobs lost in this country. We've seen just a lot of challenges, period, on a health level, but then also on a food insecurity level. And you guys have figured out a way to kind of marry some of the challenges that we're facing and come up with some solutions to serve uh, a much needed segment of our society or our population when I think of like service workers, because they are the lifeblood and the backbone of this country. And um, I would love for you guys just to talk a little bit about how this, the genesis of this, how did it come to be? Randy, let me get going first. Um, So I'll go all the way back to March, the first week of March, and I'll give you a couple of statistics to ground yourself. Firstly, in our country today, more than 50% have less than $1,000 of savings, most Americans, by the way. There are about 12 million people that are employed in the hospitality business. If you take hotels, restaurants, cruises, bars, whatever you may take. So, So that was a target market for us. And then if you look at food insecurity, Just in our area, in the North Texas area, and by the way, I was the chairman of the local food bank, and we served 13 counties. Last year, we gave out 76 million meals. Mm. One in six people in our area, which is a very wealthy area, are food insecure. By the way, that number is worse in your area. There are more food insecure people in Northwest Arkansas than in uh, North Texas here. The national average is about one in six as well, so which means one in six people don't know where their next meal is coming from. So if you go back to the food bank where this started, you know, essentially we, were, we gave out 76 million meals last year. By the way, it's gone up to 93 this year. But just a 76 million meals are only possible because 35,000 volunteers show up every year to help packing, sorting, and delivering the food. 
So then you get to the first week of March and I get a call from my team at the food bank where they're essentially panicking. They're saying, look, COVID is coming. We know the need for food is going to rise tremendously. Complexity has gone up because of social distancing and masks. And we need to go deliver the food in a certain format, which is more complex than what we did in the past. And by the way, the volunteers are not coming. The day after that, I had a conversation with Patrick, who I talk to regularly. And Patrick is helping the hospitality workers find jobs. And he was saying thousands of workers are potentially are getting laid off in the hospitality business. And that's where this idea was born. Can we take these laid off hospitality workers, put them back to work by giving them a small stipend to go work at the food bank at the beginning, and then eventually all of the other nonprofits as well. So essentially take people that know food to help people that need food. Patrick, do you want to add something to that? Sure. So one of the advantages that we had, Randy, at the time was, so my company, ShiftSmart, we manage an online labor marketplace. So really pairing workers with open shifts, either where they currently work or you know, net new shifts. So we had this software that we were able to contribute as well as a team. And most importantly, in order to, to pull this off, we needed to leverage the existing infrastructure. So that infrastructure being the food banks and food pantries and school systems that already existed. And so we went to local restaurant groups here in the North Texas area and said, you know, if you would like to find work for the people that you are furloughing or laying off, we can find work for them in these food banks and food pantries and we'll pay them, you know, a basic wage um, that would be provided by, you know, some generous, uh, you know, donors here in the uh, North Texas community. And that was our idea and that was our start. And again, at that time, you know, it was shelter in place. The restaurants were closed. We all thought this was going to be a 10 to 12 week relief effort. And here we are five months later. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, that's, yeah, every, I think, I don't know. I don't think anybody has, has really comprehended the time that has, uh, that, that COVID-19 has kind of taken away from us. And at the same time, given back to us, really, when you think of the way more people are at home and how it's impacting individuals. But I mean, that, that's, that's remarkable. And, and not only the fact that you guys got it started there in short order, um, just at, back in March, but how are you able to spin things up so quickly? Well, well yeah. uh, I did go ahead. So, you know, I, I, but I think there was just a, uh, I want Patrick to talk about what he brings to the company without which this would not be possible. But really what happened is we saw the demand and we had access to all the people that needed the, the, the food, right? The food bank, starting with the food bank. We then had access to the community. Patrick and I have been lucky enough to know the community well, and we know the leaders in the community that, that are pretty philanthropic as well. So we had access to dollars to get it going and we had access to the problem. But Patrick, talk about the solution a little bit more. Sure. So the, the software, the way it works is if you're a worker, you set up a profile on the app and it matches you to open shifts. So the beauty of when I said that we were ex leveraging the existing infrastructure is that these food banks and food pantries are you know, very well run uh, organizations in distributing lots of food. So for example, um, in the North Texas area, the North Texas Food Bank delivers one and a half million meals per week. And, but it's done mostly by volunteers, which was roughly you know, 70 a day. And so we had this inventory of workers that needed work. And given that there were no more volunteers at the food banks, we had this inventory of shifts. 
And our application was able to quickly marry these two, um, you know, the supply and the demand of putting the workers with the open shifts in order to go and work in the, in the food banks. Once we did that, there became a lot more workers needing work. And so the, the nonprofits started inquiring more and more about how they could also take advantage of these workers. So Anurag and I would raise money and then we would also onboard both nonprofits in the hunger relief space and workers that were seeking employment. And that was all being done in the first couple of weeks of launching this in late March. Okay. And so just so I understand this and also for the listener following along, if I owned a restaurant somewhere in the North Dallas area, would I be able to register myself with you guys to be able to help some of my employees? Or is that how it would work in terms of being able to, like, maybe I don't have enough hours to give them, but they could they could then go work with Get Shift Done? You're exactly right. So you could do one of a multitude of things. You could either, you introduce it to your workforce you could send them out the link and they could download the app or you could point them to our website, getshiftdone.org, and they could sign up. And, and they could that can be done at any of the regions where we currently serve, you know, including uh, Northwest Arkansas yeah. is where they could go to the app or go to the website. Okay. All right. And so talk a little bit about how, how did you – how. You guys are, you've expanded to 11 cities. I mean, like seriously, no grass has grown under your feet. You guys are busy. Mm-hmm. You've, you've expanded to 11 cities. You've served over 40 million relief meals through this program. You've got 18,000 workers registered to work. And, um, and then you've just, I mean, you've, you've provided somewhere around a quarter of a million plus hours of paid work to the displaced hospitality workers. I mean, how needed is that at this moment in time? So I guess my question would simply be, I mean, where, where do you go from here? Are you, are you finding that other places like Northwest Arkansas and, and elsewhere just, you know, opening up their doors saying, can you come help us out? So it was amazing to watch what happened when we actually opened this up to people. So, you know, this was before the government put in any relief efforts, relief things. So people were very afraid. You know, 60, 70, 80% of the people had been laid off with absolutely nothing in sight in terms of extra relief by the government. Of course, that did come, but that's never enough, right? So, you know, there's a lot of fear. And people came. And then for them to be able to work, get a small stipend, but also to help other people that in such a similar situation was amazing. The, there were lines out of the door for people just to come and work because they said, this is meaningful work. And by the way, when I get my full-time job, I'm going to come back and volunteer anyway because this is meaningful. So don't take away the aspect of just giving people meaningful work apart from the money that is useful as well. So that was really, really important. Patrick, what do you add to that? Well, you know, I think the biggest thing that we're learning right now is we set this up thinking this was going to be a relief effort for a 10 to 12 week period. And so we really planned, you know, organizationally within our own companies, our own personal lives, as well as how we raised capital at the time, not thinking that, you know, we are, you know, whatever, five months into it and there's no end in sight. And most of our regions and organizations have requested an extension to at least through the end of the year. So I think from um, an evolution standpoint in in terms of your question, which is, you know, where do we go from here is, you know, this looks to be 
a more permanent program than we had originally expected. And so now that's a lot of the evolution that we've made within how we you know think about get shift done in its future. Okay. No, I, I, I love I, everything that you guys are saying makes so much sense. And I, I think that there's, I mean, uh, Anurag, you said something uh, important in terms of being able to create a sense of value and purpose for these workers. And I mean, there's nothing like that. I, I, I think that, you know, I, I can always remember the, the, the conversations that my grandparents used to tell me about, you know, how, how much of a challenge the depression was. But the one thing that I always remember my grandparents saying was that, you know, I don't know how people survived it, but we all figured out a way to work together. And there is that kind of it takes a village mentality that is creating programs like Get Shift Done and so many other programs that are that are just like, you know, what is it? Necessity, necessity is the mother of invention. And there was a need right now. And you guys just got got into your lab and, and, and came up with this. And you actually cobbled together things that already existed, but you made an, an even more perfect uh, resolution with Get Shift Done. And so, you know, I'd, I'd love for you just to kind of speak, if you could, uh, to what you guys have been able to do specifically here in Northwest Arkansas, if you have any data uh, along those lines. Patrick, uh, sure. talk about the two programs, then you can talk about the data. So in Arkansas, we actually have two different programs. So we have Central Arkansas, i.e. around Little Rock. Mm-hmm. And that was sort of a fortunate thing. A friend of mine had was very close to a large philanthropist in that area, and they called us up, and the local food bank was looking. And so we started a program there. And then we started a program in Northwest Arkansas where you are around that. So we actually have two different programs going on in Arkansas, which one of the few states where we have that. Okay. So, and I would just add to that, you know, first off, I want to circle back to the collaboration comment, you know, that you brought up as, uh, you know, just getting a lot of people that had to be working together. And, you know, one of the things, both Anurag and I have a long history in startups, and this has been by far and away the fastest growing and in some ways the most rewarding and in some ways the most challenging. But I think the real secret to this has been this, um, you know, collaboration between you know, whether it's the hunger relief organizations, the community leaders that are funding, um, you know, the restaurants and just get, you know, bridging that gap. And so for, you know, in Northwest Arkansas, it's been interesting because think about this. This is a time that we've started something and expanded where we can't, you know, meet people face to face. There's not handshakes. There's not meetings. It's all remote. There's no travel. And, you know, we've opened in, you know, 10 other cities outside of where we live and let's just use Northwest Arkansas. So, you know, Jeanette at the Northwest Arkansas Council, you know, was very instrumental. Then there's the Pack Shack, the Salvation Army, you know, Roots, Seeds of Feet that Feed. I mean, all of these different organizations that we've worked together and all, no one knew each other before. It's all been remote and it's impacting, you know, hundreds of workers that have done thousands of hours in a very short period. Just like here, you know, the community in Northwest Arkansas has been, you know, very, very supportive. Some of the, you know, usual names, obviously. And so, you know, that I'd say that just from that standpoint, that collaboration has been the real uh, difference maker and how this has grown as fast as it has. And, you know, things just haven't taken as long because people are, you know, hey, this is a great solution where we can solve kind of two basic needs, um, hunger relief, as well as basic income. 
And so I think that's what you're really seeing as the advantage of uh, the program here. Yeah, no, and and that makes perfect sense. And I, I think I, I heard something, and I don't know. I still need to research this, but I heard something along the lines of like twenty thousand service workers in Northwest Arkansas when when COVID hit hard uh, lost their jobs. And I mean, that's a lot for our area. I mean, we're only four hundred thousand people in general, so you're talking about almost you know um, ten, almost you know a little less, about five percent of our population just you know, have, they didn't have any work. And, um, and some of those jobs, you know, the question is, when are they going to come back? I've had a friend that has had to close a restaurant um, and he has not opened it back up yet. Uh, he wants to, but he had to let 75 people go when the pandemic hit. And, um, and, and so his hope is that he can eventually turn it around and, and open it back up again. But um, at least with what you guys are doing with get shift done, you're creating some options that people can have outside of the fact that, I mean, of course, the way that business is done, the way that restaurants are running uh, is going to be, I think, um, fundamentally different in the future, just based on this, this pandemic. So would you guys agree with that? Yeah. So that's the question, right? The question you're asking is that, is that I think a trillion dollar question is when does life get back to something like normal? When do these workers actually go back to work? And then the deeper question I have is, do they all go back to work the way they had, the way we had it prior March? Do things change forever? Is the capacity constrained forever? Do people put in more technology? I mean, that's the question we're all debating. And when does that happen? You know, again, we thought it's 12 weeks. Now it's five months. People are saying end of the year. My gut tells me this is not done by the end of the year. My gut tells me we're going to be in the middle of next year before any semblance of this goes away. And even at that point, what percentage capacity are you, are you using as well, right? Yeah. By the way, Patrick was talking about how we got to Northwest Arkansas. I do want to bring up one point. You know, yes, Patrick and I created this platform, but then it takes heroes in, in a different location to reach out and pull the program together and bring the local communities together to make it work. We're not even able to travel to so Jeanette Collins in Northwest Arkansas, pulled together the right people, got it going with our help and really made it happen. Somebody else did it in Austin, somebody else did it in San Antonio, somebody else did it in El Paso. And we must recognize these leaders in their own communities that made it happen. Yeah, Brett Raymond at the Pack Shack as well was you know one of the others um, that was very instrumental and Mike Rush from Pure Charity. So, you know, they served as, you know, the ground leaders that brought this to uh, Northwest Arkansas. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's some, there's some good folks here uh, between all of the different um, organizations that are represented in this area. And then of course the, uh, the NWA council and and so many groups. And, and I I'm familiar with, you know, I'm proud to say that my kids have actually volunteered quite a bit at the Northwest Arkansas food bank. And, um, and, you know, of course, outside of the COVID issues, they they were going to volunteer some more because it is a real need. And I actually had a chance to work um, at, providing food just for a small church that had a, a nice pantry, a nice size pantry. And they were able to put out almost two, 250 meals every Tuesday uh, and not just meals, but food for like the week. I mean, there would be groceries enough for everything. And so, I mean, I, I was able to see and experience through my rotary group and through some other programs that I'm involved with here locally, big shout out to the downtown Fayetteville rotary that, um, the, the, these little things eat lead to big things. 
and they really do make a difference for the communities that we're in. And I certainly want to encourage people that are here in Northwest Arkansas, um, that uh, especially those of you that have had uh, experience in the service sector, maybe you're out of work, maybe you're kind of mildly employed right now, you're only getting a couple of shifts a week, um, that gift shift, get shift done might be a great option for you. And so, and you mentioned a couple of different ways that people can connect with you guys. Could you just give us, just run those by by us again. So our listeners uh, that are listening to this, you know, that want to get involved, what's, if, if their restaurant isn't actively involved, how can they get involved? Yeah. So to really learn, to get more information, I think the number one thing is, you know, going to the website, getshiftdone.org. You can you know, pick on the Northwest Arkansas location and and uh, you know sign up to be a nonprofit that that you know receives um, these you know paid volunteers, or you can sign up to um, you know donate money, which we're you know as we can see as this extends you know further and further that you know money is certainly going to be needed, and then as a worker it'll it'll lead you right to the um, you know to download the app so that you can sign up immediately. Uh, as someone that wants to, uh, you know, do some shifts for, you know, some money. So honestly, I mean, with the technology being what it is, I could get on my phone today and do this and and possibly be doing something with you guys in the next few days. Absolutely. Okay. All right, cool. Well, man, I mean, you guys have really laid it out and, and I, I certainly appreciate you. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's one thing for a company or for an individual to, you know, stay hyper-focused on their own organization, but you guys have, have not only done that, but you've also said, well, how can we give back? And in your own special way, you've come up with some programs and, you know, reconstituted some of the technology and some of the things that you've already created to, to serve an even bigger audience. So I want to commend you both um, for the yeoman's task that, that, was before you then and still is before you right now, because there's still a lot of work to do. And I'm sure at times it can be overwhelming. What are you guys doing to keep motivating yourselves to move this thing forward? Brandy, we have no lack of motivation. Just listening <laughs> to the worker stories that we see every day. We're happy to send some to you. They're just amazing stories of real workers that are looking just for a little bit more help. We're able to provide them avenues to go do something, get a little bit of supplemental income, and it's changing people's lives. And that is good enough for the amount of work that we have to do. It's amazing to watch. Yeah, I love that. Patrick, you have anything you want to add? It, it's funny. We've been working together so long that uh, and so much over the last six months that uh, my answer was going to be almost the exact same. It's, it's <laughs> these, these worker testimonials, I mean, they're, they're, you know, if you're getting tired or you're getting frustrated and you hear people say, you know, thank you, I, I didn't know where, you know, how I was going to you know put food on the table and um, plus they've gotten, you know, additional perspective working in the food banks. So, you know, it's definitely been motivating and it's been certainly rewarding at this point. We only wish we could do more. I mean, that's probably the bigger, you know, drawback, not, not, uh, you know, having a lack of motivation. Yeah. And no, I must bring back the one point before we end, which is we're still raising money and COVID is lasting much longer than we expected. The jobs are certainly very far from being back. So to the extent this podcast reaches people that might be able to donate money, that is important. Yeah, we and we want to put we we'll make sure we put all of the, that in the show notes. And and I'm I'm assuming there's a donate button when they go to getshiftdone.org, right? 
That is correct. Yes. Okay. All right. Perfect. Perfect. Well, Anurag Jane and Patrick Brandt, thank you guys so much for taking a few minutes to, I would ask you what your favorite restaurants are in Northwest Arkansas, but you're in, you were from Joplin and, and you're not necessarily from here, but, but we'll, we'll take your word for it. When you guys come up here, we'll have to take you guys out and, and let you sample some of the best of, of what the Ozarks has to offer. Patrick, I know you're somewhat familiar with it, but Anurag, if you're ever up this way, please look me up and we'll be sure to, to get you out and expose you to the best that the Ozarks have to offer. So look forward to Randy. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you guys so much, Anurag Jane and Patrick Brandt for coming on this episode, this uh, particular episode of uh, I am Northwest Arkansas. I think it's important for everybody listening, go visit getshiftdone.org. Find out how you can get involved, find out how you can give back, see if this program can help you. I would be willing to bet the farm that it can. And uh, that's it. That's all we have for this week. And uh, I really appreciate you guys. Um, it's great that if you want to check out Anurag and Patrick, you can check them out on their website. And we'll have all of this in the show notes. As always, the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast comes out weekly every Monday. We'd love for you to listen. We'd love for you to share it with others. And, and certainly when we when we do messages like this and, and shows like this that really um, get to the nitty and the gritty of things that people in our community need, we're so happy to share it. Again, our focus is the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in the Ozarks. And uh, we want to keep bringing you great content like, like this. So thank you so much for listening to this particular episode. You can find us wherever great podcasts can be found. And uh, you can always visit us online at IamNorthwestArkansas.com. That's all for now. I will see you next week. Peace. hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Check us out each and every week, available anywhere that great podcasts can be found. For show notes or more information on becoming a guest, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. We'll see you next week on I Am Northwest Arkansas.